live from our respective homes, it's a new season of Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clem Narver and Chris Darkham Goodman. Woo, Chris! Welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective. It is season 11, if you can believe it. And I don't know about you, but I am having the time of my life. We've made it through 11 seasons of this podcast. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, sometimes I do just like sit back and think like we are three years old. We're in our thrilling threes. It's crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Look at us. Look at us. Um, there is a lot of fringe to talk about. There's a lot of, uh, like, things to talk about today. Do you have any How... friendly banter you want to talk about first? I mean, yeah, so much friendly banter. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm ten days away from going to New York. I know, are you so excited? I'm so excited. Like, it's all I've been thinking about. I'm so pumped. Good, are you flying direct? Yes. Love that. So it'll be it'll be a time. Are you doing anything fun coming up other than owning your home? Yeah, not really. I'm still making my home, you know, my home. Um, so they're still like decorating and things like that. Um, I just put a bookcase together. Well, okay. Like my brother put a bookcase together and I sat there and helped but um i put a bookcase together i organized all the books it makes me so excited to get back into reading actually on top of my bookcase chris you'll love there is one framed photo and it is the collage photo frame that your mom made us after we went to the show oh i was hoping it was just a framed photo of you crying with alan but that would also do (laughs) that's it no but that is still my computer background I love that. It's the one of me just absolutely... Oh, no, it's the one of the three of us. Oh, I thought it was the sobbing photo. Yeah, well, I mean, the three of us is fine. The sobbing photo is my one of my favorite pictures. It's incredible. It's like one of my favorite photos of me. In, in fact, I don't want to say this without knowing it for sure. Yeah, you sobbing is your contact pick in my phone. Oh, thank God. Good. As it should be. As it absolutely should be. I don't... What is your contact pick in my phone? Uh, none. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess that tells us a lot. We'll change that. We'll change that after this podcast episode. Since you said you're trying to get back into reading, have you started reading a book or have you just organized the books and decided you're going to read? I have organized the books. I have decided the first book. I have not started it. And I feel like you're going to hate me if I no, tell you what no. it is. It's um, Midnight Sun. Okay. By Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Is that yeah. the gender swapped version or is that the Edward's perspective? Ed- Edward POV. Okay, great. Yeah. And it is it is how the internet made it out to be. Really good. Yes, fantastic, worth every penny. Um, so it's Megan, who we know, beloved friend, a beloved co-host of the yeah, show. She's not a beloved friend of the show. She is a beloved <laughs> queen of the show. She is a literal. She is the literal backbone of the show. Okay, no, she's one of the queens <laughs> of the night. She is one of the queens she's, of the night. She is the queen of the night. I would argue personally. So. Megan, like, loves the series and will reread it much more frequently than I do. And so she kind of inspired me. It was sometime during COVID that I revisited the books. Um, And obviously, this is my first run through of the series with Midnight Sun. So, like, how do like... In what order do you read it then? Like, do you do you start Edward POV and then go to the original? Do you start with the original and then flip to Edward POV? I don't know. That's a great question. I also yeah. just don't understand what you gain from an Edward POV book. Oh, Chris, the depth <sighs> of his affection. That's what. The depth of his love. Like, the first time I read it, I mean, the only time I read it, I was just like, 
like it's so cringe of course it's so cringe like but it's like like, he loves her so much this one doesn't even make sense because like he's there for all the events of this book so there's right. nothing to gain from his perspective, whereas, like, you gain New something. New Moon. <laughs> New Moon, where he's literally not in a majority of the book. You'd gain right. something. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong at all. Mm-hmm. I'm currently reading three books. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, a Stephen Sondheim biography, a nope. Stephen Sondheim playwright, <laughs> a Stephen Sondheim lyrical book. <laughs> Good guesses. None of them are musical theater related. Okay, okay. Um, the two fiction books, one is a teen YA uh, gay sci-fi book um, where, like, he's stuck in a time loop sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to be like, oh, Ready Player One. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, the other is a gay thriller called Bathhouse that I don't know how I feel about. And the only reason I have the book is because one mm-hmm. of my friends read it and did not like it. And he was like, oh. you can have this. Yeah, <laughs> So now naturally. I have it. Yeah. Um, and I'm reading it. I'm like two thirds of the way through. And I'm just like, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, and then, oh, I understand why he gave me this book. And then the nonfiction book I'm reading is called Pathogenesis, yeah. A History of the World and Eight Plagues. So. Okay. So, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. What What is your goal for books read this year? Do you have a uh, goal? No. Last year, I yep. knew I wanted like one a week. Yep. And I very much was like, I'm gonna get to fifty two. This year, yep. I was like, I don't have to do that because that also prioritizes like that goal. Kind of made it all right. Books that are really quick to get through that are shorter were were good for me. And yeah, I mean, not that course. any of them were short. Like, I could knock out 300-page books in a week that were History of the Broadway Musical. I did, like, five of those. Um, yeah. And I loved those, and they were great. But, it, say, like, a book like Pathogenesis, which is very sciencey, very... I'm like, I can't read this in a week, even though it's only 230 pages. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't necessarily have a goal. It's just reading whatever I read. Okay, I love that. I kind of set a goal of like 20-ish books because yeah. I did not want to do a book a week because I'm I'm very hit or miss with my reading. You know, mm. it's like sometimes I go on like a real bender and I get through like six books in like a month and then I go like three months without touching books. So, yeah. yeah. I get it. I'd, I'd like to hit around 26 as yeah. though like a book every two weeks. Um, yeah. Right now I'm at 10 for the year. Love that. So... Love that journey for you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been friendly banter. Yeah. Look at we us. Bantered friendly. And we still like each other. You know, that's the best kind of banter. Banter that keeps friendships alive. Mm-hmm. And you know who else has great banter? The three judges who are still the same. And you know who has great banter with himself? Tom, Tom Bergeron. Bergeron. Brooke Burke is also there. <laughs> How do you feel about Brooke Burke in this episode? I mean, there's absolutely moments of dead air where she There is are involved. so many moments of dead air with Brooke. And, like, it's no noticeable. You know, like, I might be finish, finishing a note and I'll, like, kind of look up, like, oh, did my, like, is the video done? And it's like, oh, no, we're still at Brooke. Okay, that's fine. And it's not all her fault because she no. doesn't ask, she does not ask bad questions, but like, I believe Cheryl, um, at one point, I think Chelsea, like a couple of the pros basically give no words. Jennifer Gray is asked a question and she answers a good in-depth question with like five words and then stops. Yeah. So it's not all Brooke, but it's like, what's happening here? It it doesn't help that we are like very much with most couples cutting to commercial prior to getting the score, which is just giving more time with Brooke. So it's like, I don't know if maybe the pros and whoever are used to her being, you know, like we don't have much time, like we got to get this done quick. So maybe that's what they're more prepped for. Whereas this time, like there is just more time allotted. I don't know, but it's noticeable. It's not great. All I can think is, good God, when are we gonna get her? When is Aaron coming? It just... 
And I don't mean to, to rag on Brooke Burke. But it highlights what a good job Samantha Harris did. It, do- it does. It does. Like, honestly, Samantha was my ideal co-host. Yeah. Yeah, God, she's good. God, she's good. Will you say that same phrase about our first contestant of season 11? With her Tony... With her Tony. <laughs> her Tony winning Tony. Double With her Tony Double It is Hills star Audrina Patridge. God, is she good? Okay, well, I mean, she wasn't, like, bad in her dance. Okay, here's what I will say. I just, like, immediately kind of, I think she's coming across as likable. Like, I think there's, you know, nothing wrong with this little, like, reality TV that we're going for. But, like, she was not the fun, flirty friend on the hills. Like, she gave no energy on the hills. She, like, gave us nothing for six seasons consistently so like don't sit there and try and be like oh i'm so fun and flirty everyone knows me it's like no okay that's good to know because i didn't know her on the hills at all so she never gave energy no absolutely not then why is she the first person in season 11 because my very first thought was she has no personality why is she first yeah, no, it makes no sense. I did like in their package them discussing going first because yes. I have always wondered how early they know the order and things like that. So, I mean, it seems like multiple weeks out, they know we it's, are the Well, it seems like they the knew like a week, a week and a half out yeah. is what I got the sense of. Uh, yeah. Because I thought it was a really interesting choice that Tony decided, okay, we're going first. She's got like the basics pretty down. I'm going to change this routine to make it harder. So now she's going to have to relearn things. Um, and I I don't know if that risk worked out. I think it did in the sense that the, the, I, okay. The level of content worked for the beginning dance and it was a good way to start off the show now, was she always consistent? Was she killing the content? No. But I feel like if you start off with, like, anything lower than that, content-wise, then you and I are just immediately like, oh, man, like, you know, season 11, kind of blah. Like, I, I get why he did what he did. I agree, but I'd almost rather have a better make a better impression i'd rather have her make a better impression yeah because i left being like well it was competent it just never felt cohesive to me like her face felt blank um yeah yes it was there like was no like rhythm and flow to it so it was like yes she was going out there and yes she was hitting the steps you know fine like you said competently but like there was it it just wasn't like a dance Mm mm-hmm there also weren't enough hips for that cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> and so so it makes me wonder what Tony saw because perhaps she has a little bit less content or less difficult content. Does she do better? And do I leave being like, okay, you know what? I see a lot of potential. I mean, I get it. I get your point. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if there's any winning with somebody that was this bland. <laughs> yeah. No, she's the fun flirty friend. What are you talking about? This fun, flirty friend gets a 19 out of 30. Len starts off with a jaunty seven. Yeah. While everyone else gets sixes. Yeah. Next up is our Super Bowl MVP, Kurt Warner and Anna Trebunskaya. I enjoyed his package. I enjoyed, like, my intro to him. Because despite him being, like, a famed Iowan or, like, having Iowa tie, I don't know. I think we claim him. Um... I don't know much about him, like, personality-wise. Like, I know the name. I know he's a big deal. But I don't really, like, have an idea of personality. And I I thought this was a nice intro to him. Mm-hmm. He served what I thought he would serve me. Mm-hmm. In the Viennese waltz, he served me what I thought he would serve me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I <laughs> mean that in a good and a bad way. <laughs> 
Okay, well then how about I talk? Because I do Oh my think, god. I do think oh that he god. has good potential. I feel like it could come together well for him if he can really just kind of like buy in, which I feel like he's the kind of guy who will buy in. So I can see him having a good progression on this show. I think did think he was flat-footed, but I also thought he was kind of light on his feet. And as, as we know, that will serve you well down the road. He was really trying to keep his shoulders down. Decent fluidity. I mean, I think as far as like a starting point, he's at a pretty good starting point for a football player. Okay. Luckily, I think I oversold what I think you thought I'm selling, which made you oversell what you sold. So good news. We both agree. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was a train wreck. You didn't think it was God's gift. Um, Correct. Correct. Good news. We're both in the middle. Like, <laughs> in good news. That's the descriptor for in the middle for us. <laughs> You didn't think it was God's gift. I didn't think it was a train wreck, aka the exact middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's one or the other. No in between. No in between. Except for exactly where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I agree. He was trying to keep his shoulders down. Sometimes yeah. they didn't. Right. But I mean, that was indicative Trapping. of the. That was indicative of the whole dance. There were moments of good and moments of not good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. My biggest problem was he was like so overly enthusiastic as like a non-performer would be. So it just made it like not natural. But like you can't fault him for that. No. Like I. Give me a yes. dreamer, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. But it means, yeah. like, in a Viennese waltz when it's like, okay, sweep out and you're gonna pose and do this, and he's gonna go, wham! And, like, go way too far because yeah. that's what he believes performing to be for him. And, and, like, the same thing, there were times where it's like, girl, just count the music, count, feel it. And he doesn't. Um, yeah. So, like, no, he's not a natural performer, but I do think it was charming. And I was charmed mm -hmm. by the, by how hard he was trying for somebody mm -hmm. who clearly doesn't know what the fork he's doing. Okay, there it is. That was a pretty close effort. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, gentlemen. I was gonna say it. I, I like, know. <laughs> that is Ryan Smaha texting you. <laughs> like, oh my god, did she say it? That's how close <laughs> that was. <laughs> uh, seven, five, seven <laughs> for 19 yeah len not a fan yeah it felt a bit harsh but it's a big one you but know? i don't disagree when it, like it's the first viennese and he has a standard he wants to set okay okay i think it makes sense okay okay let's let's talk That's... about the elephant in the room lacy has entered her blonde era yeah and Serving. It is so, so good. I think she, she's so good as a blonde. She looks stunning as a blonde. Stunning. And you know who else is stunning? Katie, I love Kyle Massey. <laughs> he's so, like, he's so charmingly goofy. He has like an actual sincerity underneath as well like he is trying i mean yes. he's kind of the perfect blend of that type of contestant yes and do he's we, good do we know how young he is oh how young is he here i'll find out you talk about him I definitely, okay, like, I, I enjoyed his package. I mean, you can tell, like, he's kind of trying to go for, like, a little bit of a showman. You know, he's kind of goofy, but I did really enjoy our introduction to him. I kind of loved the cha-cha-cha. It was a little wild and frantic at times, but, like, good lord, is he trying. Like, it needs a bit of refinement, but he can hit a big moment. He can hit it sharply. Incredible energy. He is just, like, a God-given performer. So, mm -hmm. like, I loved all of that, but I do... 
like, as someone who consumed this season being all in on Jennifer, like, I can't say that I'm at your level of, like, adoration. So this 19-year-old... Okay. uh, (laughs) um okay. is such a presence like he's he knows what he's doing on the dance floor uh, the thing that i noticed here he doesn't quite know how to carry his weight while he's dancing and yeah. so he leads from his crotch a lot <laughs> so like he's like hunched over and then will like start a move from his groin yeah yeah which is a choice. It's a technique. <laughs> it is a technique. I don't know if it's a good technique, but it is certainly a technique. For for a cha-cha, I'll, it's like a, is this okay? Is he just like doing what he thinks is right for this dance and it'll fix? Or yeah. are we going to see it in a quick step next week where it's just like thrust, thrust, thrust the whole time? Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. So... Uh, Kyle's crotchy cha 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 gets a uh, twenty three and eight seven eight. Mm-hmm. I I I really like him. Uh, good, good. Do you really like Rick Fox and Cheryl Burke? Honestly, kind of. I yeah, I was yeah. Impressed by him. He was charming, and you know, just kind of a very like kind energy he just seems like a kind guy in the package um his posture in his viennese waltz is incredible it was like the first thing i noticed he is his back oh good lord Um, and he's got a lot of back (laughs) yeah he's got six feet seven inches of back um cheryl talks about how she dances in taller heels than normal for him yes to me she should be dancing in like platform heels she should be in drag queen shoes yeah cheryl didn't you get the memo shangela did it why can't you i wanted a stronger frame from him it was kind of a sharper Viennese waltz in style, but I think it worked. He showed great promise, felt like a leading man, but I also kind of felt nothing. Oh, I thought this was a strong first impression. I thought he was debonair. I thought he had charisma on the dance floor in addition to his package. Uh, well, but you I, know I thought how he had I, good glide. You know how I get with Viennese waltzes. Yes. And so, like, when I say felt nothing, it's like that, like, emotionally felt nothing. Yeah, but I I also wonder if, and I think we've talked about this before, that now that the show has started to use Viennese as an early dance, mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be, yeah. be hard for you to feel things the way that you would. Like, it's just like, if I was getting week one Argentine tangos, you know I'd be like, whatever. Right. And right. I would not want to be that way. Right. So I thought this was a good start. I really like him. I do too. Eight seven seven twenty two out of thirty. Mm-hmm. And now we get our first not great one of the evening. Right. <laughs> Margaret right. show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I mean a good package. I enjoyed her package. A good intro to her. Louis is great with non-traditional dancing body types. Yep. Yep. Hey, the, the, the dance. <laughs> Um, Keep in mind, this is a Viennese waltz. I had to remind myself a lot that this right. wasn't a Paso. I mean, my note was, oh, a mishap with the cape. Oh, I immediately was like, why are they doing shtick with the cape? And then I learned it was no mishap. It was, in fact, plant. So, yeah, okay. It's a Viennese waltz that... Has her face looking intense through most of it with cape work um, that she intentionally gets wrapped up in. 
and then they end like falling over and not like there's shtick all through it it's yeah it feels like a paso i mean it's just a bizarre hybrid of trying to be like gags there's sincerity in it that it's trying to be camp none of it works no <laughs> not a just, single minute of it works for a week one like that is a bold choice to make it'd be one thing if we knew like her capability but like this is where we're setting the bar yeah like Nisi didn't go straight to gags. No. She waited a week like a good comedian. Yeah, you only go straight to gags if you know you're not gonna be good, like a Cloris Leachman. Yeah, or like an Adam Carroll like yeah. Or like an a Steve Wozniowski. Yeah, oh god, Steve. Wozniowski. <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. <laughs> always watching you yeah this and i think work. we've said all we needed to say 15 straight fives and louis looks a little bit surprised and i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> i would have been so i you know i would have been happy with fives i would have not been surprised with the four yeah i've been like wow we got our we got our peak yeah, we got exactly what we wanted. Thank God. We got the most we could get out of this one. This is generous of them. Thank God. And it, yeah, it. But I'm excited to see more of her. Mm. It's just not a good first impression. No. And I'm it like, just I... makes me wonder like, is he afraid? Is he so afraid of like Kelly Osborne that he just wants to tank every first impression now? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I know, like, because you say, oh, I'm excited to see more of her. And I'm like, I don't know if I am because I got I am, nothing. Uh, I got nothing. I am. I mean, I'm thinking of Nisi. I know what he's capable of. I am. But good Lord, there better not be any shtick. Brandy and Max are next. Mm-hmm. And Katie, I love her. She is kidney level donation pretty. She might be <laughs> the single most beautiful female we have ever seen on this show. She is. She's definitely st- up there. Done. I, I don't, without looking at an entire list, I couldn't say right now that she is the prettiest. But well, she right. is like Christy Yamaguchi. I get it. I know. I know. I know. Um, I, know. But... I don't. I don't like the shade of beige they put her in. But... No, not at all. She's... No, I'm not even talking about like the dance. I'm just talking about like her and the packages. Like, well, she no, is... I'm I'm saying that as well. But that's where I'm like, why don't you put her in a perfect color for her? I know. Imagine her in like a uh, like blue, like a nice like diamondy blue. And imagine that she has a tiara on, and it uh, like, flows out a little bit. And imagine well... that Whitney Houston shows up in gold. I am picturing it. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I was thinking like imagine her... <laughs> Imagine her in like think of her in like a green or like a yeah. pale green or like a vibrant purple. Hell yes. put her in a Tina Turner red dress. Yeah, do that, you cowards. Um she knows her body. Yeah, good lord. The, like, just raw natural talent that she has is, like, breathtaking in and of itself. But then just the way that she is able to go out there and, like, incredible body contact from the jump, a good frame, great fluidity, great musicality, good rise and fall. It was intimate. It was sweet. It evoked a feeling. So good. Yeah. Less neck tension will be good for her, but I think it's a really good start. Um, if I had any note about this Viennese waltz, it felt like there weren't enough spins in hold. But fair. Uh, but I mean, that's just a weird little like. Did I get that? <laughs> and like the, the fact that it's week one, and that's what you want to like lead with, that tells you how good she is. People. Well, I I know, and it also tells you a lot that they weren't doing necessarily like a lot of spins in hold. That she was able to do a lot of other things. Yeah, because you do spins and hold when it's like okay, you need to rely on the partner. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> it's very good, everyone. Seven eight eight twenty three. Right. 
why? And <laughs> why? And then we move along to public advocate for teen pregnancy, Bristol Palin, and her partner, Mark Vallis. Okay, so go girl, give us nothing. Right. Right. Like It's you, so tepid. It's a cha-cha, and it's so tepid. All you do in your package is talk about how you can't do anything and how you can't do this and you can't do that. And just, like, you're not. It's, like, why did you even come on the show then if you're, like, not even going to try and you're not even going to listen to Mark? And then she goes out there and, like, I I agree. Like, it's so tepid. It's so timid. Like, so wooden, so robotic. Not a lot of rhythm. She has a lot to learn. But, like, still at the same time, like, she did do the routine, like, kind of okay. And so, like, there is this part of me that's like, oh, I, like, maybe she could grow. But it's just so clear she is not going to have the mindset to do it. You and I are so different because, like, again, the first half was so tepid. And I was like, give me something. Then she gave me something, and I wish that she didn't. Because just like Kurt, she's not a natural performer. And right. it it was like awkward to watch to me. Yeah. Like I thought the judges were way too nice. They were. And the judges give it all sixes for a score of 18. Overscored. Yep. Correctly scored are Florence Henderson and Corky Ballas. I love her. I love her. I mean, she gets the right score for what she can do, but I love yeah. her. I was so impressed with her. I really enjoyed her package. Yep. Um, I appreciated that she, like, just kind of got out of the way, like, from the jump. It's like, I know people are going to make comparisons to me and Chloris, but, like, let me stand on my own. Like, let me do my own thing. And good lord, look at what she went out there and did. Yeah. The, uh, her... Like, it's a cha-cha-cha. Like, keep that in mind. It's cha-cha-cha, and she's, you know, older. But, like, she gets through the routine so well. Her face, in the beginning, like, there is this close-up shot of her face, and her eyes are shining so brightly. She is so excited to be there. She is so grateful to get to go out there and perform. And it just made me love her. It was fun to watch. You know, she knew the routine, good footwork, good energy. Dare I say it? I really enjoyed it. I did, too. I mean, she's a natural performer. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love when they did shtick. Yeah. Um, but I I think she's she's natural at what she does. Um, mm-hmm. I When her posture was good, the whole dance worked. When yep. her posture wasn't as good, it didn't. Yeah. But I'm, I, I really liked her, and she gets an mm-hmm. 18. Michael Bolton is up next with Chelsea Hightower doing a Viennese waltz. Um, I mean, okay, great. He's touring. Yeah. I don't care about his package. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, why are you coming on the show if you're touring internationally? That makes no sense to me. Uh, or maybe he's not international, but whatever. Regardless, why are you doing it when you're out of the state? As, as always. And you know yeah. we're going to get a we're so busy package. Yeah. Um, I mean, his dance, it was timid. It did look like he was being pulled. It did not look like he kept time. For how much emphasis they put on the posture, I thought his posture was fine. Um, yeah. He didn't feel connected. I mean, it just, I, it was a dance that we watched. I loved, you could watch his arm that started up, like, at shoulder level, 90 degrees, just yep. slowly dipped yep. down the whole time. It was very funny to watch. Yep. Um, I, I mean, it was a kind of hoppy Viennese, and mm-hmm. if this is damning with faint praise, uh, it felt lightly competent, but mostly repetitive. Okay. <laughs> and that's how, like, that's... I mean, I felt nothing. It truly was like, I watched the same moves over and over. He did them, and he did them okay, I guess. Yep. And that is Michael Bolton. That is Michael Bolton, ladies and gentlemen. 655 for a 16. So if Michael was boring, how would you describe the other Michael, 
Mike, the situation, and Karina Smirnoff. I just, like, I absolutely <laughs> can't stand this Mike, the situation, like, even a little bit. Like, I cannot emphasize season one through, like, four Mike, the situation. It's just, like, hot garbage. And also, I don't get why he only had five days to do the show. Like, I just, I don't get it. You know, I don't get why we did this. And I don't get why we did this with him. So I was looking up. They were filming the season in Miami Beach at the time. So that's season two. Yeah. So at the very least, like, he was in Miami. But, like, why couldn't Karina just go to him or something? I know. I know. Yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. In what way does Mike, the situation change in later Jersey Shore seasons? I mean, he gets sober, he goes to rehab, he he is much less insecure. Like, early Mike is, like, trying so hard to be the alpha, and it's like, like, nobody is picking up what he's serving. Like, no one wants a piece of that. Okay. Yeah. I was I was just curious. I obviously don't know the things. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell it's under rehearsed, but I can't tell what's under rehearsed and what's just him not being very good at this. I know. So like, okay. For five days, it's not god awful for someone with absolutely no dance background it's like there's obvious timing issues and it needs refinement but like he he did remember it all and he did try to perform so i'm like okay well maybe he won't be god awful and that's all we're rooting for right once again another person who just doesn't know timing of music yeah right and isn't he a dj or something no that's Polly d oh i don't know i don't know my jersey shoreites chris screw you man <laughs> put did some Polly, respect did Polly d ever do the show no but Vinny just did okay i was trying to remember who did i don't i clearly don't know these people yeah i mean we only had to talk about him like you know last season but it's fine I only care about Snickle. You only care about Charlie D'Amelio. Thank you. No, excuse me. If I, I'm talking about Jersey Shoreites. I know. The only Jersey Shore cast member is the one who has to go home in her zombie makeup. I can't believe I have to go home like a zombie. (laughs) I'm doing this for my daughter. This is in. This is to show how much I love and care about her. You better work. You better work, bitch. <laughs> so yeah. this scores a fifteen, straight fives. Yeah, yeah. Poor Karina. I mean, I will say Karina at one point seems like so endeared by him. Like she is yeah. truly like it is the most like emotion I've ever seen out of Karina. Her just <laughs> laughing at him. I know. They seem like they are good together. Yeah, so it's like, I am curious about it, but, like, the dance ability is, like, the show. I can't imagine it will get much better, but, like, I'm intrigued. And speaking of being intrigued, I'm intrigued by one woman. One woman who clearly is there for all the right reasons, who is so excited to be there, who is so ready for this journey. And I am talking about Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were doing. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing, Chris. I know. You thought you were going to get one over on me. I knew exactly who you were talking no, about. I, I knew. I knew. Because when Tom starts to introduce Jennifer, in the background is one Jamie Lee, who immediately, immediately beams as soon as she realizes what's about to happen, and she just goes wild. That woman is so, that woman is so regular, thanks to her Activia. God, and you know what, Chris? I 
so vividly remember this package. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I no, think this what's package funny is I also plays remember in my it. head, like, once a day. What's funny is I remember it, too. I don't remember it being week one. I don't either! I thought it was, like, three quarters of the way through the show. I You're telling it, me- No, I thought it was, like, a third to halfway. Like, I knew it was early, but I didn't think week, week one we got a Patrick one. Swayze package. But, like, it was so genuine. No, it it's genuine. Even... It's not the yeah. show produced it. It's that Jennifer Grey all of a sudden just has a, it like, it just breaks down in tears it's... because she's, like, remembering Dancing with Patrick. Oh, my God. Do you know what just popped up on a post outside of my window? A red robin. And you know what those are, like, a symbol of? It's like your, like, dead loved ones, like, coming back to, like, visit you. Are you saying that Patrick Swayze Swayze is visiting you? Do you think it was Patrick Swayze? (laughs) Oh my god! I kind of do! I'm gonna tell, for the listener right now, Katie looks, like, really genuinely verklempt by this. She's not doing a bit at all. I legitimately, the second we start talking about, like, that specific moment in her package, a red robin pops up, you try and tell me that was not the spirit of Patrick Swayze. So Jennifer Grey and Derek dance a Viennese waltz. It's absolutely stunning. It is an absolutely stunning routine. Great body contact. She moves so well, it was tender, it was fluid, sweet, sentimental. I ate it up, Chris. Mm-hmm. She has natural grace. She's got charisma while dancing. I mean, she's starting at a high level. She's not starting at, like, the week one level of some of the greats. Right, right. Um, But, I mean, she's she is very good. I, I mean, you have to think, too, like, she's aged. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, no. she's not young. No, and that's, like, very apparent as well, but, like, she still moves so well. well. Yeah. It just looked like she truly, like, it looked like her and Derek were just sharing a moment out there. Like, she really looked all in. Mm -hmm. And for week one, that's impressive. Yeah. I I mean, she's starting at a high level, and she gives Brooke nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. And I mean, Brooke asks a legitimate question asking about, like, the package and Patrick. And Jennifer gives, like, five words, like, we did a great job, or something like that. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's just, it's so... And I get, like, maybe she didn't want to answer genuinely because she didn't want to be emotional. But even so, Jennifer has to know she's on live television and can't just say, I'm going to do one sentence and then stop And that's it. And then just let the air die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it it made me laugh. Um, yeah. This gets all eights for a score of 24, which leads us to our pimp spot, the last dancer of the night. And I kind of can't believe he goes home. I know, me too. Honestly, me too. Especially hearing the judges all be like, well, we know you're going to be around a couple weeks, so like, here's what you should work on for next week. And then it's like, oh, or he won't be. Yeah. Uh, with Kim Likes for Days Johnson, it is the famous in Germany, David Hasselhoff. Did you enjoy the Hoff? No. What? No. No, okay. Really. No, I'm not talking about the dance. Like the package? Yeah. Like, not really. No, I think he has such a good attitude. He understands who he is and what his role is. I mean, I just, I like him. He just seems like a good guy. Okay, that's great for you. Now, the dance, the cha-cha has no Latin flavor. Yeah, the cha-cha is just, like, bizarre. Like, muddled movements. His face was performing... No it's hips. Au- it's awkward to watch. No cohesiveness. I mean, I yeah, I don't know what I watched. And yet, it's like on the thing about this season is already so weird. There are some truly like bad dancers in this pack. Right. And there's some pretty good dancers already. Yeah. And there's like no in between. <laughs> no, I mean they're like 
kind of is because it's like Kurt. He's a middleman. Like Rick Fox, he's okay. a middleman. No, no, Rick Fox is up there. I mean, he me. is up there, but like I wouldn't put Rick in par with like Jennifer Corey Brandy. You think you would? I'd put him in that tier. Okay. Okay, so you're right. There is in between. But I mean, it, like, it just feels like there's such a divide yeah. in this season. Yeah. And it's not like there's one person and everybody else. There's, like, four people at the bottom and four people at the top. And then, like, yeah, some in between. But it's just, it's very strange. Yeah. This dance scores a 15 out of 30. Mm-hmm. And he goes home, and I kind of can't believe it. Yeah, I can't either. So let me ask you, Katie, who should have gone home? Because it shouldn't have been him. I mean, you maybe he, he get rid of, like, either the situation or Margaret Cho in his place. It's hard because I don't really want to get rid of Margaret Cho in his place. So maybe, or maybe Michael Bolton. Well, I was going to say, those are your four like it should be one of those four yeah but i think the hoff is like the most charming out of, of those four, four. Of yeah so i say for, like honestly i probably get rid of margaret show and louis i know i'm sorry wow i'm sorry to this man I'm sorry to this man. He could be walking on the street. I would not know his name. I would know his name and I would be like, man, you should have gone home with Margaret Cho first. First, first thing out of your mouth when you see Louis Van Intensity. Sir, you should have gone home first season 11 with Margaret Cho. Mm -hmm. I stand by it. Yeah. Second thing is you should have lasted longer with Sabrina in All Stars. Correct. Oh, I can't wait. Every season is an inch closer. It feels like All Stars is my mecca in a way, you know? All Stars is a season I'm dreading, if I'm being honest. I'm excited. I'm dreading it. I I remember it fondly. I remember it both fondly and also, like, kind of... uh, I feel like it's both a disaster and then, like, also really good, and then it's Are a disaster. You worried about like the like the hold on your mental health it could have. I mean, I, famously, I had a breakdown after the All Stars finale. So, I know that's why I'm asking. So yes. So is there some like PTSD mixed in there too? It's like Probably. not even all about this. It's not yeah. about the season. No, it is about the season. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so this is a decent premiere, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just right. I would say it's a good premiere. Well, not like a, this is one of the all-time great premieres. No. Because this cast just feels like there is a big spread. (laughs) But I I like all the personalities, so I'm excited for it. Who would you like to see go home in week two? Um, I think I got rid of uh, Michael Bolton next. I'm getting rid of Margaret Cho. Okay. And then in week three, I am personally getting rid of Mike the Situation Sorrentino. I think I would also get rid of him. And it's so hard. Like, I don't really want Mike, uh, Michael Bolton to outlast them because I think he gives the least personality of them. But yeah. in a weird way, he might give the best dance ability. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. He, he out of those three, somehow gave the best mm-hmm. raw talent. Yeah. And, and yet, not a spoiler, but let's just say I'm so excited to watch one of his dances in the next episode we're going to watch. Okay. Or okay. in the next two that we're going to watch. Okay. I okay. don't know when it comes, but... There is a dance coming. Who is getting your jaunty Seven of the week? Chris, I wonder. I wonder, Katie. Is going to shock you, and thank God you are sitting down. We're going to go ahead and uh, start the season off right. Uh, choo-choo! We are hopping on the train, and we are going to go ahead and give it to uh, Jennifer Grey. I am torn. I'm going to tell you I'm torn. Yep. Between two people, and neither of them are Jennifer Grey. God 
Damn it. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm trying to decide if I go with Kyle or Brandy. I think you go with Kyle. The problem is, no, here's the thing. Brandy's dance is better. Yeah. But Kyle is such a delight that it makes me be like, well, but I, I know he dances from the groin. So I must go with Brandy Norwood. Chris, you like dancing from the groin. No, that's dirty dancing, Katie, and we don't do that here. I do that here with Jennifer Gray. Yeah, so I'm going with Brandy. Brandy, okay. I already, I can already tell you, Brandy's, I think, going to be my girl over the course of this season. Yeah. So it, I know it's going to be really hard watching Jennifer Gray be as good as she is. Just knowing am... that, like, Brandy is going to be my girl. <laughs> I am terrified. For what this season will do. Because it's no surprise I am all in. Yeah, like, I'm not sure there's any contestant that you're going to be more all in on of any season we ever do. No. Because, like, other contestants that you no, went all in on, a... you fell in love with over the course of the season. You are starting from, like, where Stacey Keebler ended with Jennifer Grey. You are starting there. Yeah. My love for Jennifer Grey transcends time and space. For the love of God, people, I deluded myself into thinking the spirit of Patrick Swayze... <laughs> came to me in this episode. Where do you think my love for Jennifer Grey is at? Like, it's, it's, I, I won't even, you can insult her and I won't even feel a thing because that's how much I love her. Well, if you love us as much as Jamie Lee Curtis loves Jennifer Grey, yeah. Make sure that you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And of course, you can subscribe, review, send us to your friends. If you want to interact with us and maybe weigh in on the Twilight debate of the Order of the Books, you can tweet us, but specifically me at K underscore Clay 13. <laughs> Um, and on Twitter at JMP Pod because I am curious and I do feel like either Abby or Amy will have thoughts. So if one of y'all could hit me up, that would I be really I don't think Abby ever read the Twilight books. Oh. Okay. Good to know. Uh, and we're on Facebook and Instagram too. But specifically, if anyone does have thoughts on the Twilight series, again, it's K underscore Clay 13. Drop in on Katie like Patrick did this episode. <laughs> well, Chris, I love you and I like you. Katie, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for the season premiere of Castle coming up next. I hear it's a doozy. <laughs>